0: Sports cards, I'm gonna say here now on a national stage, I believe that the culture of sneaker flipping is gonna bleed into sports cards because these kids can't get enough inventory with sneakers. Uh, I bought several hundred Giannis rookies, PSA 10 Prism rookies mm-hmm. in August before the season. They were 150 a pop, they're now trading for 380. Uh, gambling, sports betting, Yeah. Uh, the way that Panini and Tops do things now, there's gonna be a $50,000 Zion card to be had out of opening a $6 pack. Uh, what are you talking co- about? What do you mean? Well, I don't think people understand that sports cards are about to become a cultural phenomenon again, and so I'm just putting it on the record and the media so I'm historically correct. So what? Why do, you <laughs> think,
1: why, do you, why do you sense that? Why a, it's already
0: that? happened. If you've been watching, the market's been moving pretty aggressively for the last uh, year, B, Three theories. One, sneaker flippers are are running out of inventory, and you can go buy, like I am right now, thousands of Darren Fox rookie cards if you believe he's a player. You can't buy a thousand, you know, pairs of sneakers that are gonna flip like you can't get enough inventory. And so a lot of these entrepreneurs that are in the sneaker culture love sports and are gonna do the sports card thing, that's one. Mm-hmm. Two, sports gambling and betting. In the background you have Luka playing right now mm-hmm. as, a, as an image. Right now there are five, seven, $10,000 Luka cards selling, not listed, selling on eBay and those cards were pulled out of a $3, $4 pack of Prism basketball cards. Once people understand that, I think people are going to get their gambling fix out of opening cards. I don't think most people know that there's a, there's going to be several ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar Zion cards to be had out of four or five dollar packs. That's like a lottery ticket. Uh, that's better than a lottery ticket because there's other cards. And third, forty three year olds, forty eight year olds that grew up in the prime years of sports cards now have five, six, seven, eight, nine year olds. Yeah. And the same reason toys reboot every 30 years, G.I. Joe, Strawberry Shortcake, I believe that sports cards 87 to 93 was a cultural phenomenon, Mm -hmm. and now those people are gonna relive it, So I'm making the prediction here on the Rich Eisen Show that sports cards is an incredible alternative investment for the next three to five years. Yeah, my my kids love their basketball cards. What about all the cards that I have? Garbage. Tens of thousands. Garbage. Garbage. From the 90s. From the early 90s. Me too. I have millions. Garbage. Why are those garbage? Because there was too much supply. Not Mm. enough demand. Right. So you know, for, I mean look, You maybe you were smart and bought 86, 87 Fleer basketball, sure. and that has all the rookies in it, and that's an incredible set, but what most people have, 87 tops baseball, right. early upper deck, all that stuff, for the most part, that is not strong. What's strong is, you know, pre-1980 graded, you know, you send them to these companies, yeah. Beckett, PSA, right. and then the new stuff, like the one-of-one Giannis's that are like 10,000, like, I think LeBron rookies, Kobe rookies, they're trading at about a 1,000 piece. Rated well right now, are five thousand dollars cards in three years. So I'm excited. I'm glad I, I'm, I'm glad I'm bringing it up here because I'll be happy to look at this clip in three years.
2: For more of the Rich Eisen Show, tune to Audience Channel 239 on DirecTV for free on VR Live or download the Rich Eisen Show app.
1: So I was listening to Sports Card Radio, and I highly recommend their most recent podcast uh, because what they, what he does in there, what they do actually, it's got Colin and Ryan on it. And a big part of what they do on this podcast is they talk about what some people new to the hobby may not know or understand about it. And uh, he actually gave me one of my biggest compliments pretty much by saying like, you know, if you are this type of collector, there are shows for you that do that really well. And he mentioned us, so that was pretty cool because similar to what he does, we know what we do. We know what our purpose is. We know that we're not for everybody. Um, we know that we're not always for the most advanced collectors either. Um, we're for a very specific niche that's looking for hobby news, notes happenings, all that. So sports card radio, lots of F-bombs, so you gotta be ready for that. Some derogatory language, but a really great episode. However, I do disagree with him on one thing. He says the only way to make money, it sounded like, you was saying the only way to make money is on the, on the base cards, on the low end cards. High volume, low end. High volume, that was his big thing. And I, in my experience, especially over the last couple of years, but since I started listening to a couple of very successful people that I look up to in the hobby, I've found the opposite to be true and that both the surest and the biggest money is to be made on the opposite end. It's in studying the market specifically and going for the highest end of the highest end. Now the problem with that is it takes money. You have to have money to make money and a strikeout will cost you a lot more. So that brings us to the second person I tagged, which is Cheap Fun Breaks, who just did a 20-player auction for Bowman Hobby Cases, I believe. Might have been Jumbo, so don't quote me on this. This is all off the top of my head as I'm walking the dog through Beverly Hills with all this traffic and helicopters and the moon and Jupiter and black holes and who knows what. So Chief Fun Breaks just did his 20 player, 20 case player auction, one of what I'm sure is going to be many. And under Franco, in that player break, sold for, I want to say $5,800? Maybe it was $6,500, something like that, $6,800. Enormous amount of money. Another follower who I like uh, tweeted back like, that's crazy, you know, what are the odds if you get five bass and two refractors, Nice little Bentley there going by. Uh, one day, Colin, I will be the one driving and showing those cars, not showing other people's cars. He was saying, so that's what, uh, you know, 20 cases you're likely to get maybe five base and two refractors. How is that gonna be that much? Well, on paper, I would have to do the math, but if he hits Joe Adele type numbers, it would be about a wash. Maybe, maybe a little profit. But if one of those refractors is an orange refractor and he can immediately go sell that for 10000 he made his money. So whoever purchased that Wander Franco spot, if they get an orange, I would argue, I don't know exactly what the market would be, I would argue they could get that cost of that entire spot for the orange. I could argue they, they could almost profit off of the orange, orange to 25 If they get a red, if they get the super superfractor, watch out. That was one of the things I really liked about uh, Colin's podcast was, you know, what do the numbers matter? What matters is the dollars. Uh, I wish I could say that I'm banking in those also. So, now the odds of striking out are also much higher. If you hit zero Wander Franco autos, you just lost $6,000. Sports card friends. It's a beautiful
2: day today. Headed out in the backyard, check that hat. I'm gonna water some grass here. Talk a little bit about Gary Vee. Talk a little bit about, watch the breaks, he had a video. So, seen a lot about prospecting, how it's the next big thing. How all you gotta do is buy $4 packs and get $10,000 cards. How all you gotta do is buy the quote unquote right guys and watch them go up precipitately year after year. Saw people on Twitter today comparing baseball prospects to Amazon stock. Guys, don't be fooled. Let's be fucking real here. Amazon stock has made multi-multi-billionaires. Did you just see the wife of Jeff Bezos walked away with 30-something billion dollars? Come on, guys. That's the wife of the founder of Amazon is a, one of the richest people in the world now. How many people do you guys know have paid bills, bought a house, done anything in their life by buying a Mike Trout card, buying a Derek Jeter card, buying Bryce Harper, Chris Bryant, whoever you guys want to bring up. Gotta be careful with these guys like Gary V, who are definitely Definitely. All, you can go over to Gary B's place right now and burn all his cards. Trust me, the guy's not going to go eat a Burger King later because he has no money. Cards are a hobby to that guy. I appreciate him getting on national media and using that platform to promote cards. Not saying I don't appreciate what he's doing. Not saying I don't agree with some of it. But people are now taking this to the next level and saying, oh yeah, I can I can make a bunch of money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit my job or I'm gonna do this or it's just like buying Amazon stock. Guys, when you own a baseball card, what part of Mike Trout do you own? You don't get any of his contract, right? I could see if you owned a Mike Trout card and you got half of 1% of his contract, that might be a pretty damn valuable baseball card. You don't get that. How many guys over the years have continued to produce? Look at Albert Pujols' cards. 10 years ago, we were talking about Albert Pujols like Mike Trout. Albert Pujols has hit 500 home runs. has 3,000 hits. One of the greatest baseball players of all time. Does anybody really care about his cards anymore? Not really. Sure seemed like a sure, surefire bet last uh, 10 years ago to just go up and up and up and up and up. And look what's happened. It's not like they've tanked and they're worthless, but compare it to Amazon stock, which is up about 100% in about a year, two years time frame. So I think it's really dangerous when you have people who have day jobs getting on Twitter, comparing buying Peter Alonzo cards or whoever the fucking idiot people are collecting these days to Amazon stock, to stocks in general. Uh, You know what? I have stocks that I've bought over the years that pay a dividend, that actually earn income. They also have different levels of risk. I had a lot of people on Twitter today talking about how what a safe investment Amazon is. Amazon's one of the most speculative stocks you can buy and one of the most overvalued stocks you can buy. Now, I'm not saying it's not a good investment, or you can't make money buying Amazon stock, surely you can. But just be real careful when the common man gets out there and tells you, oh, God, house flipping is awesome. Oh, God, Bitcoin is freaking awesome. What has happened whenever the common man has got in there and said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my hand at Bitcoin. I'm going to try my hand at... So that's the first thing to understand, guys, is that when the amateurs start to come in, when the amateurs start to feast and start saying, oh, what a great market this is, that's when the crash is coming. How many people did you know in 1989 that said they were going to send their kids to college buying 89 Tops or 89 Upper deck or 88 Fleer or whatever set it is, how many people actually paid for their kids' college education buying 1980 baseball cards? Probably nobody. If they had spent that money on Nike stock, Microsoft stock, or whatever stock around, PG&E, who cares? Then you could have really sent your kids to college. So if you guys want to make money, if you guys really want to make money, don't mix hobbies with paying bills. There ain't nobody's paying bills. There ain't nobody paying bills buying Luka Doncic's and selling them, period. There's nobody that can show you a profit and loss statement for all the prospects that they got. I think Watch The Breaks did a video, and again, I'm not hating on nobody right now. We're just having a discussion. Again, I like Gary Vee, I like Watch The Breaks, I like these guys. I like the fact that they use their platform to promote cards. Okay, so that's not what this is about. This is not a Bash and Trash episode. What it is, what it's trying to get you guys to realize is prospecting is a hobby. Baseball cards are a hobby. Can you open up a $4 pack and pull a $100 card? Of course you can. But let's not confuse that with Looking through the balance sheet of a company, looking at the valuation of a company, and buying a share of the profits that that company generates now and into the future. Okay, I own some Amazon stock, I own some Nike stock. Amazon's probably not the best example, they don't pay a dividend. Guess what, Nike pays, how many baseball cards do you guys have that pay you 2% a year? Every three months. Cards are not a performing asset. It's not like having rental property. It's not like having a business that is growing, that has sales. Baseball cards are a hobby, guys. Be real, real, real careful of all the people out there saying, oh, I made, I've i made money selling Chris Bryant's, I've made money selling this, selling that. Guys, that's great that you've made money doing that. But let's count all the losses that you have. I can go through all the stocks that I've picked over the years that have gone to zero. Or that have gone down quite a bit. I bought limited brands, $50 a share, now it's uh, 20. Okay? still sitting in my portfolio. I think it earns me seven or 6, seven or eight percent. I think I still earn $40, $50 a, a month or every three months on that stock. So these are things you want to be careful. When the common man out there with a day job is telling you, damn, these baseball cards are about to blow up. Oh, this Bitcoin's about to blow up. Oh, you really should be flipping houses. It's so easy. Guys, that is that is a sure, sure, absolutely surefire leg to know that a crash is coming, not a boom. This time, what, two years ago, a year and a half ago, people were just all, oh, just Bitcoin, 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 Bitcoin. Does anybody give a damn about Bitcoin anymore? Ten years ago at this time, it was, oh, you should be flipping houses and buying houses and you know stacking up your mortgages and have about five of them going at one time how did that work out for those people how many people went broke in that time so i just want people to understand look i love gary v again love that he's going on national tv and talking about baseball cards i think that's great Okay, but how many? He talked about buying like a hundred Giannis Antetokounmpo's for like I don't know, 150, 200 dollars each. Guys, how, how many? How many of you guys first of all can afford that and afford to sit on that? And number two, what's the cash flow on that look like? You so you plop down two, three, four thousand dollars for Giannis cards, and yes, they've gone up, but what about all the other cards you bought? I know for a fact, I've I've bought De'Aaron Fox cards. They've gone down. They've gone up, they've gone down. If you guys think you're gonna come in here, pick market tops, pick bottoms, pick the right box, pick the right products, pick and choose. Guys, people think that all the time in the stock market. And they constantly lose money. People constantly lose money in the stock market because they think they're going to pick the winners and cut their losses. No, you're not. No, you're not. Is prospecting a, a hobby that you can earn some money at, you can do well at? For sure. Can you buy a prospect and have the cards go up, maybe even a lot, to where it's some significant money? Of course, we've all done that. But how many of you guys got white boxes at home right now with cards full of cards that either should have gone up, might have gone up, but didn't? I was looking at the baseball prospects drafted a few years ago. Half of the, I think it was like 2000 and the 2006 or 2007 MLB draft, half of the guys in the first round never made it to the MLB. Half of the picks drafted in the first round Didn't even make the major leagues. So to think that, oh, I'm just going to buy the Vlad Juniors. I'm just going to buy the the whoever the Mets guy is now. Okay, that's great. That's great to say that. Just like I say, oh, yeah, I just want to buy the winning stocks and the number one stocks. Guys, it doesn't work like that. Cards don't work like that. Find me somebody in this hobby that can show me a profit and loss statement showing this is how much I've spent on cards. This is how much I have in inventory. This is how much I've sold this year. These are my fees. Nobody will do it. Nobody will do it. Not even Gary Vee. Because you can't make money like that, guys. And stop, stop the comparison to the stock market, guys. How many multi-millionaires have been created out of the stock market? How many people have set up their, not just their life, but their family lives based on buying stocks? We're talking about millions of people around the world have changed not only their life, but their family life because of the stock market. Now, do the same thing for cards. How many people bought 93 Jeters and now live in a mansion? How many people bought a bunch of Mike Trouts back in 2011 and 12 and, 12, and are now balling? Where are they? We, we should be able to find at least one guy that's going to be on social media bragging about that, but they don't exist. Because for every Mike Trout you bought, you bought a Donovan Tate, or you bought any number of these prospects that didn't pan out, that aren't collectible, or at one time were the hottest guys in the hobby. Albert Pools, Mike Trout's teaming. Easily the hottest guy in the hobby when I started my podcast. Easily considered the no-brainer investment. Cards are going to keep going up. He's going to have 500 home runs and a 3,000 hits. Who cares? Who cares about uh, Albert Pujols cards anymore? Okay, people are paying more for like a minor league that's never even been to the major leagues. So guys, cards are fun. Love cards. Okay, wouldn't be on here if I didn't like cards. Okay, do I buy a lot of cards? Yes. Do I have fun buying and selling cards? Yes, I have fun buying and selling cards. Do I actually make money buying and selling cards? Yes. In fact, I've, I have, all right, you go to sportscarradio.com right now. And I've shown you. Here's what I bought. Here's what it sold for. Here's how much money I've made over what time frame. So I've actually shown you guys that yes, you can make money. But guys, look around. You think I paid for any of this with card money? What's this? Guys, you can't buy 18 karat gold watches with card money. Period. It just doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. Could you get lucky for a season? Yeah. Get lucky on a certain guy? For sure. But that's like a guy just starting out his portfolio, it going up quite a bit, and then him thinking he's Warren Buffett, who's done it time and time again for decades over his whole life. So let's start being real, guys. I love cards. They can be valuable, damn right. You can open up a $4 pack and pull a $10,000 card. But who's paying their PG&E bill doing that? Nobody. There's actually more people that are quote-unquote professional gamblers that are paying bills. Poker players. Advantage players. That go to casinos and actually can make money. Play online poker. Sports betters. I know a couple, well one of the sports betters just got hired by the Dallas Mavericks. So you can actually make a career gambling, but I don't I don't know anybody that's made a career buying and selling baseball cards, especially when we're talking about prospecting. If we're talking about Burbank cards who's buying millions of cards, or we're talking about DA Card World or blowout cards that buy product and things like that. Those guys make money. Those guys have made a career out of it and a business and have employees. The consigners make money. The PWCCs, the, the Probsteins, Check Out My Cards. I've been to Check Out My Cards, trust me. You should go look at the cards in the parking lot. Check Out My Cards is a multi, multi, multi-million dollar company. And if they put themselves up for sale, they get a massive valuation. E-commerce is hot, you should see the valuation Amazon gets. So if you wanna be a part, if you think Gary Vee's right, and I think a li, I think a li, I think he, what he's saying is actually correct, but I think a lot of people are taking it to, oh, I'm gonna copy his strategy. I'm gonna copy a multimillionaire strategy of buying cards and hoarding them and holding on to them, hoping they go up, guys, that's hopes and dreams. The reality is you wanna make money in a boom, guess what? Just look at the gold rush, okay? Did anybody make money mining for gold? Not really, but who did make money mining for gold? The people's, the landowners, the people selling the picks, axes and shovels, the people selling the supplies. Okay, those are. that's how you're gonna make money in a sports car boom, selling supplies, being a check out my cards, being a pre-war card, being a prop steam putting up content like Beckett, being a grading card company like Beckett or PSA, those guys are gonna make up, they're already making a fortune, they're gonna make even more when cards boom. The guy's thinking, I'm gonna open Prism, I'm gonna pull a Zion, I'm gonna buy 50 Luca Donsacks and they're gonna go up 50% next year. You guys are hoping and dreaming. Period. Levi Gene, my boy. Watch this! Hey, Levi's just went public. I think they went public at—I don't know what the value. I think it was like three or four billion dollars. I guarantee you, the value of the gold pulled out of the ground during the gold rush at the time probably wasn't even three or four billion dollars. So look at that! Levi's fucking jeans developed during the gold rush, still a company, or probably the, the biggest success story from the gold rush. prime example, just an absolute prime example. Whenever you have a gold rush, you have amateurs that run there thinking they're going to dig out of the ground and hit and hit the lottery. Those are the same guys that are saying, oh yeah, I'm going to go buy Zions. I'm going to buy a case of Bowman Crone. I'm going to go buy this. I'm going to buy a case of NT and my life's going to be set. Maybe it is. Maybe you do pull a $4 pack and pull a $50,000 Zion. After taxes and, and uh, commissions and all that, what are you left with? I don't know, a below, out here in California, a below average salary puts you below the poverty line. So you hit the best product, best card in the, in the product, after taxes and eBay fees and all that, you're left with a yearly salary below the poverty line. How are you gonna repeat that again? That's why in a gold rush, the most successful people create the ancillary businesses around the gold rush, okay? Selling the content, selling the, the grading service, whatever it is, the information, the opinion, whatever it is. Those are the people that are gonna make real money. Gary Vee, again, we could go over to his house and burn all his baseball cards. The guy wouldn't blink an eye. He has successful businesses all over the world. The guy's got cash flow coming in for days. This is a hobby for him. And again, I appreciate him out there using his platform that he could be talking about whatever he wants. He's talking about baseball cards. I appreciate that. But then we have people on Twitter saying, oh God, this is like buying Amazon stuff back in 1999. No, it's not guys. It's not even fucking close. It's not even fucking close. It's just ridiculous. And it happens, this happened in the 90s. This happened when the original boom happened. People were like, oh shit. The Mickey Mammals are worth a lot of money, so I'm gonna buy Ryan Sandberg's and Cal Ripken Jr's and all these guys and m- my kids are gonna be set and it didn't happen, okay? So there's baseball cards and then there's stocks. Please, please, please don't be one of the people that are comparing the two guys because it's not it, they're not even close in terms of comparison, in terms of wealth creation, in terms of liquidity. Pull a $50,000 card, it's gonna take you three weeks to sell it. Amazon stock could go up 200% tomorrow and at a click of a button, I'd have my money in my account. So let's start being real, guys. Stop living in a fantasy world. A fantasy world is I'm gonna open up a $5 pack and pull a $50,000 card. Are people gonna do that? Are people doing that? Yeah, it's great, hey, cool. God, when I open up a product, I, I hope for that too. But I don't then say, oh God, this is a lot like my stock portfolio, or God, this is a business. Show me your profit and loss statement. Show me all the cards you have sitting around in white boxes right now. How much did you pay for them? How much are they worth? How much cash do you have tied up? Think about Gary Vee and buying, what, $10,000 worth of Giannis Antetokounmpo's. Again, none of you guys have that kind of money. I don't have that kind of money. So it's very, very, very dangerous to watch somebody like Gary Vee get on a really cool program and say, oh yeah, I'm buying deer and foxes, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, when it's a hobby for him. Just because it's it's larger numbers and it's numbers that some of us can survive off of doesn't mean it's a business for you doesn't mean it's it, it's something people are actually doing okay rich people buy and sell art all the time I don't see any of them quitting their CEO jobs just to buy and sell art Okay guys, you get you get rich in the stock market. You get rich buying houses, property. You get you get rich being smart with your money. Okay? You get rich being disciplined and patient. Thinking, "Oh god, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy four rookies and then I'm going to be set for life." or that I'm gonna be able to repeat that. Again, there's some of you guys watching. Oh, for sure, You you picked up on Vlad Jr. You picked up on maybe Mike Trout. You picked up on any number of these guys that have done well and their cards have done well. But nobody, nobody is showing the Donovan Tates that they bought or however many other, the Gary Browns and all the other prospects that have flamed out. Go go to the Major League Baseball draft site, flip back, I mean, the last couple years, you don't expect the guys to be in the majors. Again, if you've been drafted in the last few years, I don't expect you to be in the majors. But go look at the draft 10 years ago and see how many guys didn't even make the major leagues. A lot of these guys, remember, their cards were selling for a lot. It's not that they didn't even do well, it's that they didn't even make the major leagues. And how many guys came out super hot, super, super hot? Big chef, S- Steven Strasburg. I remember when I, we first started our site, Steven Strasburg was the biggest thing going. His superfractor sold for I don't know how much money, and it sold and sold and sold again and again and again. How many people are collecting Steven Strasburg cards these days? Puig, another good one. Guys are coming in, but... I mean, we could sit here all day and find the prospects that were once hot and now are not. And I guarantee you, none of you guys bought them at the bottom and sold at the top. Just like, uh, look, you search my name in Google, C-O-L-I-N-T-E-D-A-R-D-S, search it in Google. One of the top results is me making stock picks. And I don't know how many articles that I've written, but they're not all correct. God, I've said sell some stocks that have gone up. I said buy some stocks that haven't done anything or have gone down. If the guy you're following or the guy you're taking inspiration is is not showing you the losses, is not showing you the downside, is not showing you the real facts, the real truth, guys, come on. Come on. What do you think's going on there? Yeah, I'm not saying Gary Vee's trying to deceive people or trick people or convince people this is a great opportunity or a great market way to pay bills and stuff. But come on guys, let's be real. Let's be real. And I really, I actually take it personally when people start comparing cards to the stock market because it's actually, again, something you can search my name in Google. My podcast doesn't come up first. My sports card website doesn't come up first my opinions about stocks comes up first. And God knows when I die, my kids aren't gonna look through a shoebox for some baseball cards. He's gonna go to my E-Trade account and says, oh wow, you bought Apple back in 2012. Good job, dad. And again, buying stocks is ownership of a company, ownership of profits. Buying a Mike Trout card is, is a piece of cardboard, and that's it. And we've seen there is no relation to performance on field and card values. Because if that was true, God knows, Barry Bonds, uh, again, Albert Pools, any number of, Manu Ginobili, you know, there's Tim Duncan. Does anybody really care about a Tim Duncan card? One of the best players of all time. Hakeem Olajuwon. There is no relation between performance on field to value. Where stocks, it's totally the opposite. If a company performs year after year after year after year on whatever the objectives are, company like Amazon, going for growth. Company like Tesla, going for growth. Company like Exxon Mobil, not trying to grow its top line 20%. They're just trying to chop out a nice little yield, refine some gas. Pay its shareholders and keep on moving. But as long as Exxon executes on that, as long as Amazon executes on that, guess what? Me as a shareholder, I benefit. If I bought Albert Pujols' cards at the top, and then he goes on and hits 500 on runs and 3,000 base hits, and is one of the greatest, greatest baseball players of all time, guess what? It doesn't mean his cards are going to go up. It doesn't mean. It doesn't mean shit, really. So guys, let's start focusing on reality. The reality is, we all wanna make more money. Okay, we all wanna make some cash. We all wanna have nice things. But let's not confuse the two. Let's not confuse the hobby between paying bills. Let's not confuse having fun, buying a couple packs of cards with the stock market. It's just crazy. And then, and again, let's not confuse a multi-millionaire, very successful, running multiple businesses, probably has very large amounts of cash flow coming in from those businesses. Let's not confuse a guy like that who's chosen, who's chose to take his money and buy cards and talk about how they're going to go up Let's not confuse that with a viable business model, okay? Because last time I checked, Gary is not selling all his successful businesses and buying cards, okay? It's the excess cash flow he is getting off his businesses that he's turning into cards. So guys, let's have, let's have fun with the hobby. Let's be realistic about it though, okay? Is it cool? Is it fun that we can buy $4 packs and pull $1,000 cards? Of course it is. Do we all want to do that? Of course. But let's not confuse it with an investment like the stock market, which you should be doing for the long term. That's the other thing I don't like. People are talking about buying these cards and selling them. You know, I'm not buying Amazon stock today. I'm not buying Google stock today. I'm not buying these stocks to sell them two years from now, three years from now. The internet has been around for barely 20 years, okay? The modern internet, where it's, everybody has pretty, fat fe- you don't have to dial up and it's slow and it, you know, that's only been around for maybe 15 years. Okay, these are still young companies, so I'm expecting them to grow over a long period of time. We saw in baseball, time and time and time again, these guys come in, they're popular, and then as time fades, so does interest in collecting their cards. It's just a fact. How many athletes have gone up, up and up, and up every year? Tom Brady, Michael Jordan. Who else? Who else's cards have gone up year after year after year after year? Talking the modern era. Mickey Mantles, Babe Ruth, hey, come on. Thank you for all the comments. I've gotten a lot of <laughs> Trevor Story. Someone's working on their Picasso game. Hey, if I could collect fine art, guys, believe me. I would. Okay. If I was that kind of ball and shit, I would. Believe me. I may be at the national this year. Maybe. Not not a hundred percent sure though. I, I might, I want to go, but um, you know, I got a family and it'd probably be a solo trip and I wouldn't go out. I wouldn't go that far just to go to a cart show. Just not, not, it's just not something I would do. Um, but there is a possibility I might be um, in that area actually. So we'll see. But hey guys, have fun buying and selling cards, collecting them, trading them, whatever it is. But again, let's not confuse that with a business. A business has a profit and loss statement, a business has cash flow, a business has a a business plan, okay, like a realistic plan, okay? Saying I'm gonna buy Prism next year and pull Zion, that's a hope, that's a dream, okay? Hopes and dreams are awesome, but Nobody feeds their family on hopes and dreams. So let's just remember that. And for everybody that says, oh, I know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that buys and sells baseball cards and he makes a bunch of money. Guys, come on. Okay. Megan Fox is coming over here later and then she's going to bring her friend uh, Cameron Diaz. Okay. If you believe that, come on, guys. Please stop. Nobody shows their profit and loss statement. Nobody shows the big white cards, big white box of cards filled with Strasburgs, Donovan Tates, even Bryce Harper cards. Guy just signed for a four hundred million dollar contract, and guess what? His cards really haven't done much. Chris Bryant. Okay, Chris Bryant won a World Series. Great player. Do his cards go up every year? No, No. they don't. So, be careful. Whenever, whenever there are, the common man is out there saying, oh my God, baseball cards are hot. Oh my God, the housing market's hot. Oh my God, Bitcoin is hot. Guess what, guys? Sure sign that a boom is not coming, but the crash is coming. And the smart money, the smart guys, We'll see that, and they'll be able to maneuver. And, you know, again, a lot of you guys, I know you collect this stuff for a hobby. You guys have fun with it, and that's the right attitude to have. If you make a little bit of money, hey, great, it might get your wife off your back. might be able to buy your boy or your girl or your kids or whoever it is uh, something fun, something extra. Or maybe you can just buy more cards. I don't really care. But when you got really wealthy people like Gary Vee getting up there, saying, I'm buying 100 Giannis onto the camp house. And then everybody says, oh yeah, that's a great idea. That's the next big thing. That's the stock market, baby. That's gonna be my ticket to freedom. They said that in 1989. They said that in 1990. It doesn't happen. Cards don't go up and up and up. Maybe look at LeBron, look at Cody. These guys' cards don't go up every year. Let's just start being realistic, okay? I think Gary Vee is being realistic in what he's saying and what he's communicating, but a lot of people are taking it to a level where I don't think they understand what they're talking about. Hope is not a strategy, that's a good one. Hopes and dreams are not a strategy, guys. Especially when it comes to business. Can hopes and dreams pay off? Yeah, I've had a lot of hopes and dreams over the years that have paid off, but normally I had a plan and process behind it. And if you wanna make some real money and you really wanna set your family up, take a good look at the stock market, learn how to read balance sheets, learn how to read financial documents, learn why a stock goes up and down, And it's not a broad-based thing. Amazon goes up and down for different reasons than Apple does. Just like ExxonMobil stock goes up and down for different reasons than maybe ConocoPhillips or some of these other gasoline companies. And some apparel companies like Lululemon and Nike go up and down. But it's different from stock to stock, sector to sector. So that's the thing you really wanna understand. It's really not that hard, takes a little bit of patience. It's for the long-term though, okay? I probably haven't sold a stock in years now, years. Okay, it's for the long-term, it's over the long-term. When people talk about, I'm gonna buy a house today and sell it four months from now, no. I'm gonna buy a pack of cards and sell the cards I get them. I'm gonna buy some Luca Dante's and sell them next year. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Nobody's doing that. Nobody is doing that. So look guys, I'm here to make America great again, make our farmers great again. If you really want some cheddar and really want some money, you gotta save it, you gotta be disciplined, okay? If I had stacks and stacks of basketball cards inside my house right now, you guys think I'd, you know, I'd be doing well? Here, I'll show you the cards I got. Let's go inside real quick. I literally have barely any cards over here. Here we go. Pull this. Bill Mazeroski, one of the only cards I got over here. Another guy. Anybody hate anybody showing any of this guy love? Not even his own team showing a love. This trying to sell. That's it. Oh, got a couple more. What's this one? Kevin Kramer, baby. That's gonna get my kid into UCLA right there. That's it. I don't have any cards over here. Not that I don't like cards, not that I don't like collecting them, but guys, they don't go up in value year after year. And they're meant to be a hobby, they're meant to be fun. Make a little money in your hobby, God bless you, keep it up, it might keep your wife off your back, looking at the credit card statements, but it ain't gonna pay no bills. And I think you guys know that, and you guys are intelligent enough to know that. But I literally have people telling me today, oh yeah, no, it's a great comparison to compare Amazon stock to what Gary Vee is saying. No. No. And all these people that are saying this, can they show you that they own some Amazon stock? Can they show you that they have a portfolio that's five figures or more? No, they can't. Can they show you that? Oh, yeah, here's my, here, I've been prospecting for two years. Here's all the money I've made. Here's all my sales. Here's how much I bought them for. No, it's always like, well, you could have bought Christian Yellich two years ago and now you could sell them. Oh, well, you could have bought Devin Booker two months ago and now they're selling for 20% more. But did you do that? Whereas I could probably find uh, 300 people that bought XYZ stock. Three, four months ago, because the trend or the new cycle or whatever it was, was predicting the price to go up or the price to go down. That's the other thing with the stock market. You can predict if the price is going to go up or down, and you can make money either way. There's only one way to make money in in cards, for you to buy them at the right price and for them to appreciate value. And why and how they appreciate value is very subjective. Again, there are athletes across the board, across all sports that are great athletes, great players, great people, have marketability, play in a big market, and their cards are worth jack shit.